All right, we are back on the slack line <laughs> here again with Jay Wow. 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 And the boss. The boss is coming. Made up dumb f- fairy tale name, you. F- <laughs> All right, and we are back again here with Morgan Haley Smith. Hello. And Olivia Granson. Hi. And uh, we are here on our sixth episode of the slack line. The fifth episode um, is in the internet's ether somewhere. Yeah. Uh, disappeared while I was trying to edit it, <laughs> uh, which is very unfortunate because uh, Joao, you actually took a trip last week to the yeah, Texas it was crazy. border. Yeah, I yeah, was <coughs> the border. Yeah, yeah you, the border. I was there. Yeah, Morgan was here in the program last week, and uh, I'm, I'm glad we have you back. So, uh, oh yeah, glad to be back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I couldn't make it, so I, I just had to phone it. But I, I was in the border with uh, Texas and 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 uh, Mexico, and it was was really weird, man. Time there, yeah, it was scary. I mean, you, your phone got stolen by Bernie, and he gave his two cents for a little while, which was as offensive as it usually is. Yeah. And uh, I just, I mean, it was weird that he oh. happened to be there. Man, that guy would never learn, man. And then, uh, for a while, you disappeared and you recovered your phone somehow. Yeah, yeah, that's the mystery of radio you don't have to see everything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> But it really happened. Oh yeah, yes, it really did happen. I I, I was going to meet Jerry there, uh, but uh, unfortunately, I couldn't go all the way to Mexico City. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, we'll get Sorry, Jerry, Jerry. We'll get Jerry to call in. I'm sure he's listening right now. So. Um. That's the mic test. Interrupted again by the mic test. Uh, but since we didn't have an episode <laughs> last week, no, we did. It's we just, did. Uh, we can't uh, really talk just about tell, it though. Tell people what happened then. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, we talked with uh, with Morgan about Blade Runner yes. and about artistic integrity, mm-hmm. um, and uh, those things definitely blend together because Blade Runner was freaking awesome, Amazing. and her review is up on YouTube right now at Morgan Haley Smith. Yeah, Morgan Haley Smith channel, channel on YouTube, yeah. Screen Spectrum Reviews, Sketches, other stuff. Yeah, I checked it out uh, yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Agreed. I agreed with most of it. We talked about it pretty in depth. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but I think maybe it was a sign because uh, we had some serious spoilers in this episode about Blade Runner. It's true. Oh, oh, they weren't that serious. We recovered that episode later on. People would have a chance to see Blade Runner. That's a good point. This That's a good, well, they weren't that bad of spoilers. No. No. Um, no, they were good. But they were spoilers. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. Spoilers. Yeah, so we talked about that and artistic integrity in, uh, in all mediums, really. And uh, talked a little bit about uh, my personal acid experiment. Oh, yeah, um, that. And, <laughs> you don't uh, talk much about that. We can get into more of that <laughs> 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 another time, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, we are joined. Uh, we, I guess we didn't really introduce Morgan because we had a great introduction for her last week. <laughs> so, Morgan, why don't you tell us about your YouTube channel again? Yeah, for sure. So, I am Morgan Haley Smith. You can find me on Morgan Haley Smith on YouTube. I do uh, reviews, movie reviews on uh, Screen Spectrum. That's a division of my channel. I also do sketches, uh, channel relatively new to be released. So, mm-hmm. one sketch up right now, but more coming. And that's the the Tanner Tonight stuff. Yes, yeah. the immortality is overrated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a funny one. You got the vampire that uh, yes. the slacker vampire that yeah, hasn't done anything yeah, with her life. Exactly with her immortality. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, yeah, and we got Olivia Granson in the house visiting hey. from Calgary. Hey, 
guys. Yeah, she is a Montessori teacher or assistant teacher. instructor and teacher <laughs> and uh, yoga instructor in Calgary. And um, yeah, why don't you tell us about uh, about what you're doing over in Calgary, Olivia? Um, well, I actually, I just, I came back from Asia at the end of August. Nice. Which is where I took my teacher training. That's right. And I've been working at the Montessori preschool for a few years. I kind of do a bit of everything. I work with the kids and I'm kind of like a almost a personal assistant for the owner and I do admin stuff and just everything. It's great. And so it. what uh for people that might not know what is Montessori? Uh well it's actually called the theory is called the Montessori method and it's an educational system set up by there's a, a woman named Maria Montessori and she was is from Italy and she started this whole system of education just based off her life experiences so what what is it different how is it different than what we're used to well so in a Montessori classroom there's actually they have all the different subjects like they have arithmetic and English and all that kind of stuff but they have different works like different work activities set up around the classroom and the kids are free to choose after they've had a lesson on each of the works they're free to choose whichever work they want to whatever they're inclined to try that day so nice yeah that's really cool it's yeah Yeah. it's awesome it's Mm -hmm. they have like the freedom of choosing whatever and it's really interesting to see like how it works so it's cool there's no desks there's no desks or anything like that they have little table set up around the classroom but yeah. cool oh that is interesting i never thought about that they don't have like an individual space necessarily like do they have they must have a space to keep their stuff or whatever i mean I, like i'm <laughs> working with i'm working we don't with have ages to get into that. 19 months <laughs> to like six years old so they have their own little folders yeah. but i'm sure it's it might be a little different for the grade school oh, okay. students would have been interesting to have your perspective in on our last podcast then you're talking a lot about um intuition and uh yeah school systems as well yeah like how it's like not necessarily catered to creativity yeah or yeah. create catered necessarily to um to helping people expose their raw talents which i think is the idea behind montessori yeah. is to like have people find what they're good at and excel at that yeah actually that's one way of looking at it yeah I never really thought about it in that way, actually. Oh, what do you, what way do you think about it? Um, I don't know. I, I it's honestly like I have a hard time thinking about it in like the full scope of it. Mm. I kind of think about it in little bits. Like, I mean, you and I have always talked. Like, we've been talking a lot about um, like redirecting children mm-hmm. instead of scolding them. And also another thing with Montessori is to. Um, not like, especially in the age group that I'm working with, they try not to bring in any like Disney characters or anything that's like all about imagination, Hmm. especially in this age group, because they can't really differentiate between imagination and real life. And Hmm. one of the things that Montessori taught was real life is beautiful Hmm. and you should be looking at real life things instead of always like floating off into your imagination Hmm. which I kind of struggled with at first until I thought about the age group and how they can't really tell the difference. So it's almost confusing for them to always, always have those like different types of TV shows and books and Hmm. stuff involved. Interesting. Olivia, how does the 
this method, or if it does, uh, resembles to a uh, Waldorf method? Waldorf is more based around the arts, actually. Hmm. Yeah, so Montessori does fo put focus on the arts, but Waldorf is like almost all about the arts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, it's interesting uh, when you see adults coming out of those methods. Yeah, uh, they are different people, you know, like the, the, uh, the, the, yeah. I don't know. I, I've known some of the people that came out of the Waldorf method. Yeah. And they are just so much more prepared to life, you know, like um, I don't know. They emphasize something that uh, regular school doesn't prepared like. Yeah. Emotionally, emotionally or yeah. like no emotionally man like what do they teach at the waldorf school as far well, as like how to do taxes and stuff like no, that? no but this is this is bullshit <laughs> because th well that's yeah it's part of life though it is part of life but it's not the most important part of life this is the kind of no thing, what do some people need to know how to do this is the kind of thing that you you, you can be taught now i'm gonna yeah, give you fair. an example okay. that uh they actually how a friend of mine told me that there was this girl And she came from a Waldorf, a Waldorf uh, method. Yeah. She came, uh, she did several years and then she went to the regular school. And the kids in the regular school started to bully her because she was different. Mm -hmm. But she was so conscious about herself. She was so present that um, she would ignore the kids. And eventually they just stopped bullying her. <laughs> so yeah. you see, like, this is much much better than know how to do taxes yeah no, nobody teaches how not to be bullied that's know? a good point yeah but also they don't go like these methods usually don't go past i now don't quote me on this but i'm pretty sure they don't go past like grade school so like to grade six hmm. some go to junior high but like you said she went to like she went back into the public system after yeah. and also it's a lot of teaching like you teach them about healthy emotional reactions and you teach them like that comes back to the redirecting you know you're mm -hmm. not like scolding them and instilling fear in them you're yeah. redirecting them and teaching them a healthy way like you're teaching them about being emotionally healthy as well hmm. and also there's There is a section about like if you're talking about taxes, they do like that's start just an them example. Off, but there's like practical. We all need to know how to stuff. do it. There's practical no, life. No, just need there? to have money yeah. to pay a lawyer to do it. Yeah, but you can do that. There is like a whole practical life section where literally like at 19 months they're learning about how to pour and how to spoon and how to like hmm. fold and do all those things. So Interesting. I think how to fold. There are certain how aspects. How to fold a uh, fitted bed sheet. Okay, oh, well, I, that's I just impossible. <laughs> <laughs> no one can that's teach unteachable. that. That's unteachable. <laughs> that's interesting. I find it interesting, though, that it only goes, and you said don't coach you on that, but, like, it only goes to, like, grade six, possibly, because don't, like, I would say most kids drop out of school in high school, and I would say most, like, personally, I would say most of those Not kids are because... Not method. <laughs> 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 okay, so you would think maybe people that go through the Montessori method younger tend to not drop out. I would think that. Yeah. yeah. Because I would think that uh, I would think <laughs> that it, think it might go I the other way. Too. It <laughs> might go the other way where they're schooled in an untraditional manner to focus on s on like just specific things that they're good at possibly and then get thrown into a public school system or a regularly structured school system where they now have to get good grades and everything in order to get through which might w which is You know, isn't the whole point of the Montessori method that that is not necessarily the right way to be? No, not at people? all. That is not at all. 
No? No. <laughs> I don't think so. And like, honestly, think about it. If you, like you said, that girl got bullied, but she just like was in such a healthy mm. state of mind that it did, she eventually it didn't phase her. So that there has to be something said for that. Oh, yeah. No, I totally but agree. I would just think that you would have. There's still discipline. But I just think you would struggle with the idea of like, okay, so until what's what's grade six like 12 13 years old yeah 12 okay so until you're 12 years old you've had this kind of freedom to go around and choose what you like to do in a classroom and now you're thrown into a situation where you don't have that and you might be sitting in math for three hours when math is not your thing and 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 failing math or something like that and now failing school all, all over the place because and i'm not saying that I'm arguing that the Montessori, like maybe not the Montessori method specifically, but but this type of yeah alternative type of method should be getting pushed through all the way and not just. There are some. I think my cousin took a. She was in like it was kind of an alternative method of teaching, but she only took it in high school actually. Hmm. And I think I think there's also something to be said for the fact that school is like the transition even from junior high to high school or elementary to junior high school like. It's jarring either way. Mm-hmm. Like I had my, like I was taught pretty much in the like you know classic public school system, like just your standard way. And it's like I, it's, it's jarring either way. I remember being like super, I was just flabbergasted that there was. There's a word for that's you. That's a good. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Yeah, it is. Like it's a good one. School. <laughs> you'll learn words <laughs> like that. But I was just, I was so like blown away by the fact that like someone told me in um. In high school, they're like, oh, you know, the only reason we learned this in junior high was so that they could, like, weed out the people that were going to go to this math Yeah. in high school. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting, though. Even in university. Yeah, we didn't even... I never saw that kind of math again. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because (laughs) we were talking about that yesterday while we were walking. And, uh, like, I went through high school math, pure math, and all that stuff. And it was really like I was never excellent at math, so it was pretty difficult for me. Um, and calculus and stuff was probably pretty tough to wrap my head around too. Uh, but it was kind of like it was implied in our school that pure math was like if you were good at math, or if you were this grade above in math ten or whatever, then you should go into pure math. Yeah. Which is not necessarily the case. And like and applied math was looked at as like, well, if you're below sixty, then go into applied math. So it was looked at as like, well, if you struggle with math, then applied math is your thing. It's like, yeah. well, that's not necessarily true because I didn't go through applied math, but I was just informed the other day because I was like talking about taxes and how we didn't learn how to do them really and stuff like that. And Olivia was like, Well, that's what applied math is. Like that's all it is. And I was and like, like trades and like yeah. trades stuff. Yeah. I didn't even get applied math. I'm like a very like it's weird. I'm 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 a logical person and I know math is technically logical, but I'm like a very big why person. So I can't accept like yeah. my brain will not accept equations if I don't know why and every teacher would be like, "Well, you don't need to understand <laughs> yeah. why." Right, that's but that's what and I'm like, "I oh. don't get it though." But that's like, what applied I need math. To know why. That's what so applied math is, right? It's putting math no way, in man. context of like I didn't get what <laughs> You probably didn't understand why. Well, I mean there's an end result yeah. to like the things yeah. in applied, but I got that because I was taking a pure math course in at, in university. I failed miserably, obviously, but uh-huh. I was always like, 
okay, so we do all this stuff, and then like, wh- is there like a picture that I can look at for yeah. the end, yeah. or like, is there something that visually can show me yes. why the hell I'm doing this in the first place? Right. She's like, people learn. No, it's kind of abstract. Yeah. I'm like, you're killing me. Like, yeah. I yeah. I can't. This just I can't deal and with that. No, answer. And it's really same, hard to know why thing, yeah. you're doing. Like, well, I think there's an awful implication of why, like, the this high level math is like looked at as like well you are a good student if you can do this high level abstract math but you're like not necessarily a, a, like as good of a student if you write great you know english papers or if you write or great you social papers percent in drama class exactly or if you're a great artist or no something like that for you on report card well, <laughs> even well like those marks parents. aren't they're not weighted yeah. the same right and yeah. like when you talk about the idea of well like abstract math not everybody should get abstract math no so why anyways i'm just ranting about it jay wow you had something to say and i interrupted no, it's you it's okay i i th- like even the parents they they if you say oh I, i'm i'm very good at uh physics education oh uh, what about the math <laughs> you yeah. know like yeah, yeah. exactly you're not gonna uh, be a doctor unless you go like that's what it always comes down yeah to too. but uh, i understand when you say like the applied one um i used to be a very very poor uh mathematics uh, um student yeah, me too but i was a good <laughs> at, at, at physics and this physics hmm. had, had yeah, a lot of physics applied math yeah and physics, physics makes sense math. you know why and you're figuring it yeah. out it's, it's like interesting and then you could see world. i could yeah. actually see where the math was going yeah like, okay this mm-hmm. uh, if you apply this uh, here this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen right and okay and i was i was like one of the f- best students in physics right. and one of the worst in mathematics because like in mathematics it's just like okay here's your 10 fucking polynomial things to uh to calculate or to find the derivatives of these equations and you're like what is a derivative <laughs> and why do I need to find it? Yeah. And it's like, well, What's I don't even remember. Here? I, don't even, like, I went through all of that shit. I don't even remember what a derivative is, just that it's a word and it's a thing I had to find on the paper and it took a fucking sheet of math to do it. And then the next year they were like, oh, you can just do it this really quick way by moving these exponents back or something. I'd be like, well, what the fuck? That's one thing. Why did I have to learn it this way? It's like, well, so you understand. Like, well, I don't understand. Yeah. I just no, and memorized that's, it. That's, like, that's like a big, that's a big deal. Like, I think that's why, I think I could have been good at math. I remember like in sixth grade, as early as sixth grade, we were doing like algebra or something like that. And, you know, I took my homework home, uh, got my like mom and dad, like I told them what, what was up and blah, blah, blah. And my dad's like, oh, well, and me and my dad are very similar learners mm-hmm. like we just think of things like very similarly and he was just like oh and what you can do is this and then he showed me this other way to do it which i totally got like it was like it was like a pattern clicking on in my brain like i i understood and i'm like oh okay and i was like i was doing it mm-hmm. and i like i did all the whole sheet and everything brought it to my teacher uh got a bajillion marks taken off because i didn't do it the right way and i was <sighs> never allowed to do it that way again and i just like i'm like okay well it's just gonna be really difficult for me and it, the excuse again was like well so that you understand why and i'm like but if i understand why this mm. way and if i understand how this way then yeah. why is this way wrong because it's not in the curriculum which is not the teacher's fault necessarily but it's like that's that's the system yeah for i remember i had a situation even like late in school grade 12 and chemistry was not my thing before oh, but um <laughs> between between uh 
chemistry in grade 11, which I like almost failed, and chemistry in grade 12, when she was doing review from chem chemistry 11 uh, at the beginning weeks of grade 12, I like it like dawned on me this stoichiometry thing, you know, unit analysis that she'd been trying to teach us the whole time. And it made everything so much easier, not just yeah. in, in chemistry, but in physics and math in general. And I was like, oh. And so I, I did really well in, in chem uh, 30, which was the grade 12 year. And so, but on one of our like practice finals, we had this question where we had to get like the we had to test like the temperature of something or whatever. I can't remember the question, but I remember I used a bomb calorimeter, <laughs> which is like <laughs> this measuring device uh, in order to like measure like the pressure of some explosion or something like that. So I could find the answer to this question, which I got the right answer for, but I failed the, the question yeah. because she was like, well, you wouldn't have access to a bomb calorimeter. And I was like, who says I don't have access to a bomb calorimeter? <laughs> <laughs> I've like we learned about bomb calorimeters. It's, the bomb calorimeter is the only specific of this whole thing that I actually remember is that I used it. I don't even remember what it does. It's just that you, you explode something in it to measure like pressure or something. And I was like, she was, she, you could tell that she was like, I want to give you the mark for this. She basically said it to me. She's like, you're right. But if you put this on your diploma exam, you would fail. So just don't think differently, basically. Yeah. But she just was like, sheep. she That's was like, a, yeah, she was like a yeah. university professor turned high school teacher in her retirement. So she yeah. was really great. She was really cool. Um, but yeah, she, she basically told me like, you're doing it right, but do it the other way. I might be wrong, but uh, even with uh, mathematics, if you're not create like, I don't know why people separate so much because create creativity, it's in everything, even in math. Like yeah. if, if you take for uh, Einstein, for for instance, like super creative guy, you know, mm -hmm. if you think about it, like he just applied math for a creative idea that he had. Right. But it's creativity as well. You know, I don't know why we separate that uh, art is here and then math is here. Like, why can't you do math creativity? Totally, man. Man, like, yeah. interestingly, I found that one of the good parts of math or the one one of the parts of math that I was good at was trigonometry, which is like and geometry and shapes. And oh, me too. when I, I thought about it, yeah, when I thought about it after like high school and stuff and just kind of like sitting there thinking about like, why was I good at trig and not at other stuff? And then I thought about like, well, I was doing art like all my life and I was doing trig all my life to figure out not like the exact angles of stuff and things, but like but just like doing it. In, yeah. Right? Intuitively doing it in my head that this is has to be this in order to make this the same shape and all that type yeah. of stuff. And so obviously once we got into like geometry and shapes, I was really good with it because well, it made why, sense. That's why everybody can remember what a 45 degree angle and a 90 degree angle is. And like those, those very, yeah, like, we use them all the time. Like, we see them everywhere. And like, at some point we just learned what that is. Mm -hmm. There that's are, true. I, I remember at Mount Royal there, my, my art teacher told me there's a mathematics art course. Hmm. Oh yeah. That's a, that's oh, really? a big, yeah. yeah and yeah, a lot yeah, of the great like cool. masters applied because, you know, if you were like a renaissance totally. man or something, you knew like everything. You knew science, math. Yeah, those people were like all around yeah. geniuses. Yeah, but they, 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 they got into that intuitively. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like they most of them like did not went to school to learn all the matters of math and then apply. Most of them were just like art and in intuition and mm -hmm. okay and angles and... 
Yeah, doesn't that say something? Like, we sort of touched on that subject. We won't go down the road that we went on earlier. But, like, <laughs> um, doesn't that say something about, you know, these people that kind of buck the trends? And actually, we talked about it with artistic integrity last yeah. week. Like, people that end up, you know, revolutionizing something like art or math or something like that are people that they're not specifically doing specifically didn't step do it that way yeah, found intuition. a new pattern and went yeah. oh this works too like let's explore this further and maybe it doesn't if you apply it to the rest of it or whatever but you never know unless you actually like explore those types of things and and i feel like for some reason in like you know this renaissance time there was more openness sort of of like people's ideas on how the world should work because it, it people were open to the idea that we well we haven't perfected things like we're still moving because so much and now is, it's yeah. like so no this is, is the way we discovered. do it and this is how it should be done and we're like well but, why but like happened, we've always been changing this things. happened like previously if you um just stay in the topic of, of of art yeah yeah um if, if you get the guys from um the german expressionism yeah uh they actually broke a pattern because everything mm-hmm. was meant to be that way. Right. And they started just like revolutionizing uh, the, how, how to paint and everything. And for a while, that was thought to be like stupid or not the, way, the right way to do it. And then actually they were actually genius, yeah. right? So. I just find it really odd that like in kind of all aspects of life, even on like micro scales of like a business or something that has a lower level employee you know presenting a new idea to them or something like that and they just shoot it down right away because it you know it's you know kenny the copy guy and what does he know even though kenny the copy guy has better education than most of the people that are working in places higher than him let's not listen to kenny the copy guy because why could he have good ideas because they get insulted by it but like like that's not yeah yeah but i mean like that kind of that idea sort of permeates from that small petty level to like high level of like just you know the way we run governments and the way we make decisions on things and there's all like we never look back on well hmm maybe we should listen to the guy who's so vehemently against putting lead in our gasoline and everything uh that he's willing to like tarnish his entire reputation and go poor because he doesn't get paid for his work uh, maybe we should listen to that guy instead of the guy that's obviously being paid by the you know petroleum corporations yeah. and lead corporations and like I don't understand w- why we don't it's deviate the, it's the to safety. the it's, yeah it's the, the, there's safety yeah. in not pursuing like uh what what is it like a creative we were talking last time about creative compulsion like mm-hmm. when you just you got to do something like sometimes creative compulsion it like it gives birth to some really shitty ideas like you gotta kind of have to be open to having a shitty idea or having something that doesn't work whether it's a a project or uh like even a teaching method like Mm -hmm. nothing was ever certain when it started totally but now we take everything as certain we take because we think we have it all figured out yeah like think we can learn from the from the past and everything yeah yeah i mean it, it just or maybe you can argue that change has always been this slow. I don't know. Like, because we look back on it with historical context of like, well, Michelangelo and Leonardo DiCaprio, or Leonardo, <laughs> 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 Leonardo da Vinci. Kind of like 
abolished your I credibility. I know, my credibility is <laughs> shot right to hell right there. Uh, um, <laughs> Anyways, man, it's a good trend of thought. Yeah, yeah, all these all these people, you know, I don't even know, you know, to further tarnish my credibility, I don't even know, you know, if those people even overlapped in age and all this type of stuff, right? So maybe that change was wasn't as quick as we look back on it or i look back on it as seeing and we are like because there are different teaching methods and stuff obviously coming through and there are different ideas about you know pretty much anything that that try to push through and uh and eventually the right ones are not right ones but eventually the strongest ones i guess are the most popular ones do it's it's really difficult because no two people are the same and we do we're obsessed with trying to like generalize everything and yeah. we, can, we can we can to some to some degree yeah like well you kind of have to though when you're trying to apply an education system to a society of well let's let's say like utopianly six billion people we all have the same education system seven billion people yeah seven um i I was just fact check that yeah yeah 7.12 billion (laughs) you have to generalize right but still with the individual in mind like you can't just or maybe there's a way now the as we kind of get closer yeah. and this is as we kind of get closer to like merging technology and biology and stuff. Maybe there is ways that we can get into people's genetics and think and see like, wow, this person is you know, predisposed to these types of things. Let's steer them in that direction. And it's it's yeah, it's really funny, too, because I, I really I'm starting to believe like just for the past few years just pursuing something creatively and kind of meditating on you know like why why people are the way they are why creative people are the way they are um and what like draws people to those paths whereas mm-hmm. instead of like you know i'm going to be an accountant or something mm-hmm. I, I don't know you something. choose that yeah like i i don't know choose i was people do yeah <laughs> yeah some people do that's, hey, well, that's, that's what i mean uh, some, some people, people that's good. their jam man some people love doing yeah, math true. like yeah, that's true. there's nothing that's there's, my mommy's jam yeah there's nothing wrong with <laughs> that true, yeah. you know we need people like that otherwise we're lost Oh, yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who's going to pay our bills? <laughs> like, we need people like this. <laughs> no. But, okay. But Take a break, maybe? Matt really Matt, wants, Matt a wants a break. I do kind of <laughs> want He's struggling. I need, a, I need a drink of water. I've been talking a lot. Okay, yeah, we're going to take a break here on the Slack line. We'll let you guys out with some, uh, some cricket spies. We'll be right back. But I never met a woman with so much grief Hey mama Hey mama, hey Hey mama, I've seen you around Messing with all the poor boys in this town Hey mama Just to wear the crown
want to take a break? All right, all right. We are back on the Slack line once again with Jay Wow. 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 And the boss. The boss is coming. Made up dumb fairy tale name, you. And we are back here again with Morgan Haley Smith and Olivia Granson. And, uh, and Boris trying to Boris. make his way over the both of them onto the couch. <laughs> yes. Snuggle his way in between the two ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's getting like, uh, he's being pat from, from both of them. Yeah, he's pretty he pleased knows, with himself. He knows where he was. <laughs> he's pretty pleased with himself. Yes. Yeah, we'll have to ladies post a picture of that to the, to the Instagram later on. <laughs> wow. The uh, Instagram. The Instagram. <laughs> the interwebs. The interwebs. <laughs> Shh, the internet. We'll put it on the online AOL. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have Yahoo? <laughs> MSN Messenger? ICQ? ICQ? ICQ. Man, that was too old for me even. Fuck. No, I don't really. even know what that is. Just barely. That was the precursor to MSN Messenger was Oh man. It was ICQ. But it's like ICQ. Oh yeah. 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 Um, oh, that's yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. Uh-huh. Okay, because like And oh. it was like you could kinda I don't know I didn't know much about it. My older brother was on it a lot. Oh, thank you, Matt. Dude, you're only a year <laughs> older than me. <laughs> you're aging me. You're aging me. <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, we are back. We were talking uh what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking, <laughs> talking about, about schooling education and education. System. And, and uh, uh, we're shifting. We're shifting now. Yeah, yeah, we're shifting now to our main topic of the day. Uh, the Me Too stuff that was popping yes. up. You know, it's not a nice topic, but I wanted to bring it up because uh, I was seeing, you know, many more women than I felt comfortable with uh, as friends and stuff, especially posting. Um, not just Me Too, but, you know, some of them posting their stories of, of harassment and stuff like that. Uh, you know, and it... it disgusted me personally um you know you kind of feel like you need to apologize for all of men like when stuff like this starts happening you know um and uh you know it's great to see awareness getting spread but i wanted to talk about some of the more nuanced topics involved with it um you know i think we can all agree that there is uh there's pretty uh you know strong lines of of harassment when you're talking about you know using words like slut and horror and like grabbing people and you know all the way up to very serious you know sexual sexual assault and stuff like that uh that we can all agree is like not okay you know and i don't know blurred lines there like no i mean we do need to talk about how we can address that as a overall serious problem um from the perpetrator standpoint but also from a victim standpoint too, uh, um, because you know I spoke with Olivia about it the other day about like, well, you know, why? How do you feel about, uh, you know, saying something when this happens? You know, when it's your boss or when it's um, a friend or something like that. Uh, you know as a guy from the outside that wants to see women feel safe and stuff to me it seems uh it seems you know normal or like it should be normal to be like wait don't touch me like that's not okay and i'm gonna go tell the people that should be told about it uh but like it's easy for me to say that i've like i'm not gonna say i've never experienced sexual harassment but um you know, it's such a different context between men and women because it's, it's usually, 
in from a position of power or something like that and like in the context of somebody like your boss you know sexually harassing you like what do you do right like who do you talk to they're the, they're the head of it you know yeah what, what what can you do about it yeah and there's there's a lot of different forces at play to the like just the the changing we were talking about the changing social climate too about what's acceptable and what's not and then what our responses to that are mm. and um you know, it's like when when is it okay to just literally turn around and, you know, tell somebody off for doing something wrong or when you should, you know, maybe give someone the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, maybe I should be educating you instead of, you know. Punching you in the face. <laughs> I think <laughs> you can something. generalize yeah. that. Like, mm. you really have to take that. Yeah. To eat, like, each situation individually is so different. Right. Like, if you're having a conversation with someone and... They're using derogatory slang words, but they're not being aggressive about it and they're not like being physical about it. Then I think you can give them the benefit of the doubt and yeah. have a conversation. But if it's really aggressive, like getting an ass grab. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, those ass grabbers. Do, do, you ass they grabbers. Need do, do, do you guys think that now we're we're approaching uh, a new era on that like uh, we've seen a lot of uh these things coming out uh not only uh, by uh um, random uh, normal people but like uh recently we had oh, a lot like of producers yeah, uh, yeah. hollywood Everyone producers people in the public uh, yeah. eye uh, do you guys think that this is a, a new era of women actually having a saying and they're speaking out and something actually happening to uh, this, uh, these people that were untouchable in the past? Well, one of the things that I think is really great about the, the Me Too movement is, uh, like, you know, you could say a bunch of different things about what, what it's actually about, like whether it's about, you know, like putting a spotlight on these horrific things or you know like just about coming together and just saying like hey this is a normal thing that happens like you're not you're not alone mm -hmm. and just the fact that people are coming forward and using you know like using this movement and like i guess like getting comfort from it like there's a lot of people that wouldn't have they've even said like they would not have come forward and admitted to this because despite the fact that you were uh you know that something may have happened to you and you technically were not in the wrong there's a lot of shame that's around that mm -hmm. so it's good it's a good thing that's coming out of this movement that people are kind of standing together and being like hey it's okay like you can well like it's not okay but and it's okay you know, that just unify you're upset kind of about it yeah you know, it's like it's it's a good thing that you're upset about it because okay so but being upset about it is one thing doing about doing something about it is different right like of course being upset you feel about it how you feel about leads it leads to changing it though only if the people that have wronged you understand what understand that they've done something wrong not you know? just the yeah. people but maybe the world, people that you're yeah. sharing that with if they hear that then mm -hmm. yeah. you know it's not just you're not just working on one person so that's true yeah that well, that's true what yeah. do you guys think that uh the like we as men could yeah could could do because yeah i i feel like um for instance i i read an article on bbc that uh tarantino actually yeah. worked with uh with yeah uh, i read that article too Har harvest uh, harvey weinstein. Harvey weinstein and tarantino actually knew what was going on yeah. uh but he never did anything about it so like uh for me it's it's 
I, I don't like that attitude. Yeah. You know? like, uh, no, I, I don't mean, either. But uh, there, it's, it's... What do you think... Like, and, and, and even Tarantino, he, he admitted, he said, uh, I think if I, if I had more... Um, if it was today or something like that, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have uh, worked with, uh, with him. But he knew it, you know? Like, yeah, what, I liked what, his what article. It, it gave a lot of, like... Give context into like at at the time he he had a lot riding with like Harvey Weinstein's production was like backing a lot of his like his success. Yeah, but I think yeah. what was important well from too. what he said was that he was like, yes, I, that's why I didn't do anything, but that is not an excuse, and I'm like, I no. don't. Yeah, I, if it's, people it's like look at me differently because of it, like I can't blame them because yeah, I should have said something, and yeah, we should all be saying something about it. Sorry, I'm interrupting the women. No, it, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So, so what you what you guys think that um, our role uh, our role as as men that listen to something like that could 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 be? To be, s I think that they men need to be not only supportive of women that are going through that, but also of other men who are seeing that and like they mm -hmm. think it's wrong because, unfortunately, sometimes it takes like in a we were just talking about it before, but in a group of guys like. They, if they think something's funny or they don't really want to rock the boat, then they'll just like continue on with this conversation that could be really hurtful. Which is another form of enabling. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, it's, you know, being in your peer group, like that can be a, that can be a powerful thing. Like not wanting to be that guy that like, I don't know, I don't want to say like kills the fun or, you know, but that's, that's a yeah, lot of the time. That's, that's the is. way people look at it. Like nobody wants to be that downer. That's like, actually guys, that's kind of rapey. Or something. No, it's like true. That, like that. But you, you know, the conversation's changing. So, rapey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's like what it's well. come to. But yeah, I think I, I like. I really think it's a balance of being, of people being able to speak out and also being supported for that because it you have to have them both together. Otherwise, who's gonna want to say something? Like I never wanted to say anything when I had issues with my boss because right. I felt like people were just gonna say, Oh, you're just overreacting or you're being ridiculous, you're making a big or deal out of nothing. Your head. It's all in your head. But I knew deep down that I was really uncomfortable, but it was just him and I working. There was mm -hmm. no HR, there was no one else around to even witness that. But like I know that he did that to other girls, but I was so afraid to say anything like I, I didn't really have that support even when I talked to some people and said I, you know I don't really know what to do they would say well honestly it's just going to be a pain in the ass to, mm -hmm. to go through like I don't even know what it's called the, the system that you go through mm -hmm. to complain about him and it made me fearful like I, mm -hmm. he was kind of he kind of intimidated me and so I was like well what is he going to do if I go through with this and make a complaint and like and you know I, I think that's a big reason why we're in such a an age of um outrage culture mm -hmm. and like don't get me wrong we should be outraged about things like this but i think people are discouraged from approaching it from like a more systematic like mm -hmm. you know okay let's open a discussion about this let's investigate this a little further because right. people like it's just not easy like that's it's tedious it's a pain in the ass uncomfortable whereas, whereas when you're mm -hmm. outraged it's so easy to take to twitter and just like call somebody call somebody out and people do need to be called out but it's you know that's why there's such this there's this black and white attitude going about where like that guy looked at me the wrong way um i'm gonna you know unfortunately yeah. there's people that do 
that do do that because it's just it's easier it's easier than opening a discussion and one thing that this yeah me too is doing is that it's opening a discussion about that and people are talking yeah. about it and how to approach it a little bit better well what about <clears throat> how about how do we approach it from like uh, a youth perspective because like i'm hearing what you guys are saying i'm going well then there there must be uh y- you know a lack of education to young women like very young women about or not a lack of education necessarily well both a lack of education and a lack of proper system to be like if you are experiencing this this is where you can go and this is how it should be helping you and you should feel comfortable seeking out help in these situations because it's not okay for people to be touching you like this and all this type of stuff like olivia as a teacher like i don't know like how much i mean you're dealing with really young kids i guess so that's that's pretty that's pretty out there but like how do you feel about approaching that from a like we start learning sex ed in like grade four i think it was and i don't remember much talk about like we talked about like reproduction and stuff like that but we never really talked much about like actual like appropriate behavior between girls and boys and like or if we were taught that it was much more of like a they dance around the subject you know there's no hey don't grab this part and if if you're feeling unsafe if people are if teachers or these people are are uh, abusing your body or abusing your personality or whatever you should feel safe to go to these places like as as women maybe not far removed from that age group of like you know 12 to 13 or whatever could you maybe give an insight on on something that would help would have helped you maybe have you know uh more comfort going into something like that um i think I don't know. One of the problems that I dealt with growing up was that like my parents kind of sheltered me. And so instead of going like, like you said, having a conversation about it, they were just like, Oh, well just like tell them to stop or something. They wouldn't say like, this isn't appropriate because, and you are valid for feeling uncomfortable when Mm -hmm. it comes to this type of situation. It was just kind of like, well, that's not right and shove it under the rug. Whereas like if I would have had an explanation and like felt more supported, not saying my parents are not supportive, but they were uncomfortable with it. So they didn't actually know how to explain it. I think, yeah, I think that's at the, at the crux of the problem is that it's just, it's uncomfortable to talk about. Like it's easier to talk about reproduction to kids than like, you know, what to do if, I don't know, it should not be like as uncomfortable, but, but it is, I, I was actually, I was pretty sheltered growing up too. But I remember my my parents did give me like a talk about like, hey, if anybody does this, like this is wrong. This is what you need to say. But the consistency of that education was weird. Like that's the that's the lessons that I got from my from my parents. Mm -hmm. And then if I ever dealt with something when I was in school and something was happening and I'd go to a teacher, it would be like, you know, like it'd be like, oh, that's just like they're just they're just being stupid they're just being boys just ignore them they're just being boys yeah one of the worst things yeah Yeah. and it's both sides it is like it was it was a different time and i don't want to use that excuse or anything like that but it's there was just this you know and even today there's just this ignorance that's um that's just 
there. Like they're not. You well, know, like it's, it's not even an ignorant ignorance, though. It's like it's still that uncomfortable factor. Like, yeah, I can't even like I wouldn't even give most people the excuse of ignorance because it's kind of in your face now. And it's yeah. whether or not people are like agreeing or disagreeing. It's all over the place. And you you can't, just can't be that ignorant to it. If you are, then you live like under a rock. Right. Yeah. So no, I totally agree. But yeah. like from a perspective of children, or like you know, young teenagers and stuff. Teenagers and children are different, though. Teenagers, I but feel. But that's like where this has to be built from, isn't it? Um, I think that it's ideally, obviously, it would be nice to to build it from the perspective, like going back to really young children, because I mean, it does affect them. Like when mm-hmm. you think about what they're watching, like yeah, even a lot of Disney stuff. We don't have a lot of control about it anymore. No, and I think by the time they hit like teenagehood i mean they're like kind of you're always like battling with them sometimes because it's embarrassing and like mm-hmm. they're uncomfortable with it so i think it should be i mean that's tough because you're not going to explain like if think, somebody grabs mm-hmm. you but i think that that's actually a perfect when you're i think when you're a little kid like i think it should be one of the base things that you learn because we actually we teach kids from a young age some pretty complicated stuff i mean you could you could see that it's maybe a little bit more simplified for kids but even as something as simple as like don't push people don't like throw sand in people's eyes like it should be one of those base things like don't grab somebody yeah like maybe the idea should be coming from it shouldn't be like a like a gendered thing at all just like oh no just a straight up maybe maybe there's this there needs to be more of a steady course throughout education that is less than like the dare program coming by once a year or whatever or um i don't even know which programs represent like like young abused women or like the ywca or something like that coming by once a year to have like a school-wide seminar that everybody sits in a gym and nobody pays attention to like shouldn't there be like a weekly health class or something like that like all the way through that is not just health but talking about just life and how to socialize with each other i think it, yeah it should even just be like maybe not even i don't know there's something to be said for specialized programs that come through like that my health education in general was not good yeah. and helpful it taught me not to eat sugary things and <laughs> what a condom was like, <laughs> that was the extent of and my how to put it on a banana i didn't even i didn't even get the banana or, uh, how to put in sugary things <laughs> The other class. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Fat is bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, do, do you guys think that is a, a generation? Like, uh, my feeling about it is that uh, it's a generation thing. You know, uh, it's such different trend of thought between my parents' generation mm-hmm. and our generation, where now we can actually talk about those things, mm-hmm. which in my parents' generation, like, and it's just... That's based on, you know, on the events years. of their time, too. Like, but, but I think I that think now we can talk so much more about everything than it was before, and it's just like 20 years different. Yeah, I, I, I feel that the changes are coming, and they're coming so fast that we have to educate ourselves and pretty fast because so that we can properly educate our impending children which will be not far along you have a responsibility as just like a person going around in this society to re-educate yourself like when people say that they're it's like oh it was a different i like it was a different time when i grew up it's like you know what Uh, all right fair enough like maybe you were raised differently but you gotta adapt because 
if you can't use that excuse at work for not being able to do your job then you shouldn't be able to use it as an excuse for like not being able to associate properly with people like if your boss came up to you and said hey uh so you're not running this program right this is how we run it and you went well that's how i've always done it there are Uh, people i know but if you're that's true we talked about that, I guess, just a second um, ago. You're wrong. <laughs> but like, but like, if you if you said that to your boss, you'd be fucking fired. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've um, seen it happen, <laughs> and they haven't yeah. been fired. So I'm not gonna lie, but it shouldn't happen. But it does. I, I guess like there there were there there was a pattern where we as uh, men we uh, were educated that worked, uh, not not really worked, but. Um, I feel that, uh, yeah, for 60 years, that was the, the, the thing, you know, the man like that, the woman like that, the man like, and, and, and something like now we broke to that pattern and, uh, we have women in more, um, uh, in a situation where you guys have more, uh, power over, um, in in the structures, right? In the companies and like, I mean, that's like been long, a long time coming. There's been how many waves of feminism? It's true, but that inevitably it'll happen. That's a new wave now, right? Do do you think that there is today a there's wave, a new wave? But it's not like, oh, it's just happening so fast right now because feminists have been have been trying for a long time to get it can, this. It can feel like everything's happening really fast, I think, just because of how quickly we absorb information and how quickly, you know, things get shared and like it's it's easy to feel Yeah, like but kind that of overwhelmed can with all of that, but that something like that is very much in its infancy like the the transfer of information like the of the internet and how long we've been using that is like less than a decade really um like on mass like facebook was just like a thing like what 2006 2005 like it's not that long ago so anyways like and how we've been using it especially over the last few years with like transferring of political ideas and stuff like that um, yes, it obviously quickens the pace and we see these things and might change our perception for how fast they're moving, but it might, it, I would argue definitely also changes how fast those things are actually moving. Mm-hmm. And I would s- like say with, on kind of Joao's point, like you now, I think as women have more allies on the side of men than ever before, as far as like as far as men who would be wi- are are willing to be educating each other on on how yeah. this is how and this it, should be working and, and that's that makes that makes total sense to me because you know it, like it, the more we hear about this stuff the more i think like you know decent people and just men in general are going to be asking themselves the question like oh like did maybe, i ever do that did i ever mm. say that did i yeah, yeah. and that's like I've good totally like, been i was thinking about that yeah. Yeah, me too, and man. i would hate like you know i would hate for like the goal to be like oh feel guilty like yay yeah, the no, men feel the guilty no but it's just like open up that think in your about. in your mind just be aware just be aware of it like that's yeah, a good because you a see good thing. um i'm not gonna lie here um uh, 
not anymore, but when I was a teenager, I, I did a lot of things that I, I do regret yeah. towards women. Not like, uh, but, but like things that are considered today like harassment, you know, like yeah. uh, rolling down the window and, and say, oh, you're pretty, like, <laughs> and, or something like that. Was it in, that? In, in it, a, was that uh, it, it was congenial, that congenial, was it? No, you're was so it. pretty! Hey, you pretty lady! <laughs> I bet you're <laughs> so intelligent. You have a pretty hair! <laughs> you have a great personality. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I like uh, we You're used funky. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I I used to do that, and and didn't even pass through my mind that it was it was something bad. It was just like something. Oh, we're having fun, and like today, I would never do that anymore. And like you know, like I start thinking about when I was a teenager from now, and like but uh, isn't how, the bigger how, how society and and if you are open to evolve. How can you change your your mindset? You know, but you have to be open to that. But isn't uh, the bigger there was there was a, a, a friend of mine who was just um, talking to me. He was in Montreal, um, and there was like this stupid Brazilian guy that he he actually uh, was in the bar with him, and he was like saying horrific f things about women, and my friend was like what the hell are you talking about? And then they went into the street and this guy, a woman passed by and of course he said in Portuguese like nasty things to the girl because she wouldn't know. But she came to him and she said in English, I know you're being nasty to me. And the guy was like Bam. shocked for, yeah, that was, uh, you know, and like I, I don't even hang out with this, this kind of people anymore. I don't even know where where they live. <laughs> I know, <laughs> that's the like, thing. It's like under a rock. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's uh, tough. I mean, no, no. We'll, <laughs> we'll get on in a and second. He, like he didn't he, like for him, he, it didn't pass through his mind that that he was being inappropriate. Uh, yeah, or but like he was so nasty. So who is he around all the time? Right. Like, that's like basically enabling him to act that way. Right, and that's my question. Like to you, Joel. Joel. <sighs> And that's my question to you, Jay Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the proper pronunciation. Thank you. Um, couldn't you argue that that's just you getting older and more mature? And it, no. it, the more important thing is like, are there 20 year olds still that think that that's okay? Are there 16 year olds still that think it's okay to slap a girl on the ass in the yeah. hallways you know or whatever? What? But like, I think that lasts and lasts. I don't know. And you know what's really funny is no? I, I think of this in the same the same way as like yeah that still it still happens but it has to do with the the attitude like the cultural climate just changing it's even like if you like i'll i'll use the word but um <laughs> like the word um faggot mm -hmm. if you watch movies from like early early 2000s or something mm -hmm. like you'd have your like nice guy nerdy main character like that was just a word that was dropped and like mm -hmm. you know you can tell from like watching stuff nowadays and going back to you know any media like magazines movies whatever media we consumed back then and seeing you know words like that come up or or certain headlines you can just you can already see the times That's changing true. and nowadays if you heard somebody if like if i heard somebody calling someone else a faggot or just like dropping that word casually like it's changed a little bit like i automatically see that person as like i don't know where you've been for the past like 15 years yeah. but that's not a thing anymore like that's a good okay. point yeah. i actually never thought about it yeah but you know what i would say that uh, we've made a lot of progress on fronts like that but as a man that uh has a lot of male friends and has spent a lot of my life in like machismo sport dressing room situations um 
those words are leaving our our lexicon the faggot and other derogatory terms for like groups of people um and and things like slut and whore are leaving as well but not as fast and and there's less of a culture in that setting of like all men getting together and like you know talking about the girls and stuff like that which i'm sure women do in in other contexts as well but like and i kind of want to get into a little bit of that but like when, when I, I don't know about Wow's experience here, when I'm in that scenario and people are talking about the girls they've banged or whatever and everybody's laughing about it and stuff, you you wonder where the line is about what somebody can say and if there even is a line in this scenario. And technically, maybe there shouldn't be because we're just having a private conversation with guys. But in the context of this Me Too stuff and we're seeing you know how we have to start yeah we have to start exactly we have to start speaking up about it but at what point is that you know where is the line of like whoa whoa, whoa, that's not a that's not a joke anymore man like my my girlfriend experienced some sexual harassment like we can't talk about that i think it like in a lot of ways it's just knowing like knowing I, i guess just your peers enough and the people that you're around enough to know when it's when it's you know actually going beyond and when somebody actually feels that way towards women and I feel like I have to say that because I'd be like any woman who says that we don't talk the same way especially mm-hmm. in today's changing climate with like you know women feeling more empowered and more like sexually free like people who say that women don't talk that same way about men sometimes are like it's you're dreaming lie. like we're yeah like we get together with our girlfriends and we're like talking about like oh this like loser we dated once and da 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 and but what about objectifying men do you guys ever get together and be like oh man that guy like his ass is so fucking hot there's like like, i feel like i appreciate like i can appreciate men but i don't know it's weird like talking about this i feel as though if i'm having a conversation with my friends and something comes up like even if it's we're talking about women and they're like oh bitches or something like i get this really gross feeling and i'm like Ugh. yeah oh, yeah yeah i do too i just and like i've really it's i've I'm feeling started that to more change more too, even yeah. with guy talking about guys i'm like you know uh, like or i try and think about it logically i'm like you know i didn't like what this guy did because of such an, and i try and like reason why i don't like him instead of being like oh fuck him he's just a dick you know like exactly you know yeah. i i feel the same way like i feel like when you're like the same thing does happen to women like mm-hmm. it does happen to women like the whole the whole like locker room talk situation like we i feel like we have a similar thing where it's like you get in with a bunch of girls and you start getting gossipy or catty yeah and someone's talking about like oh but like how big was this dick da, 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 da. like you know like it it happens but it's like i feel the same way like i i'm starting to get like I mean, I was never, I never really like went in for that, like, you know, sort of thing, but it's, it's getting like ickier and ickier to be around that kind of attitude, especially when like things like this me too thing are happening. It's like, how can, yeah, like I would like, you know, kind of going back to the dressing room thing, like (laughs) 
I like I would say like you can't you came out with words like faggot like if somebody says faggot in the dressing room people don't say it anymore no people yeah, don't no. say those words anymore and if it comes up it gets attacked quick like even in like I've coached young kids and stuff and they they are on it they are on racism they are on homophobia and but they're not on sexism as much like the like and we try to perpetuate it as like when I was coaching kids and you know they're thirteen fourteen and we're sitting in the dressing room with them and they're talking about like you know, uh, th- this chick that this guy's trying to hook up with and stuff like that and, like, stuff that they don't even know because they're 13 and 14, you know, and they're, like, trying to act all big. And, and me and my buddy would be would try to temper it by, like, you know, cutting them down a little bit and be like, you guys don't even know what you're talking no, about. Like, you shouldn't be talking about women like that. Like, um, so why, Wow? maybe you can, this is a better question for you, why is it getting harder? Why is it harder for us as men to uh, break uh, like a, a sexist trend or a trend of like, you know, objectifying women when we're just, you know, one on one and talking about it to the to the end of, well, I don't know if maybe Jay Wow was not joking when he said that or maybe my buddy was, you know, we're laughing about it, but, you know, maybe he does actually like rough sex with girls without really their consent and stuff like that. You know, uh, I've never had that type no, of conversation no. <laughs> with a buddy, but like, um, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's I, hard to I, know I, where I, to step in. I think, um, once the joke is not funny anymore, it's not, but funny that's anymore. a line. That's, that's a different jet, line yeah. for different people. Like, like, um, for instance, there, there were jokes in the past that I thought it were, f- they were funny about, uh, like using the word, the, the similar word to faggot in Portuguese, like, uh, and we would like joke around that. And that's just not funny anymore, you know? Yeah. Like you met people that have been through s- rough yeah. situations. I mean, um, there are people that are coming and, and talking about their experiences. And I think when women talk about their experiences uh, with the harassment, uh, we people that don't know that what they're uh, doing like oh is that a harassment is that a, a good or a bad talk they, they begin to think about it yeah you know? well, that's that's why the whole like like going back to the whole like faggot thing i think the reason why like part of the reason at least why that word isn't used very much anymore is because people came out and start to like you know people started to become more savvy to what that word yeah. actually meant mm-hmm. so i think that that's like that's why this i, I guess movement is good because i slowly but surely people are becoming more savvy to what you know like the little everyday sexism or Mm -hmm. little everyday harassment things that women experience but i Um, but i think it's a a thing of of generation as well i tell you another story i was um i was working in school in the public system school back back home and the the director of this school was a transgender person and the kids were okay with that not a problem, never. But the parents was the problem. The parents were the one having issues because the guy was transgender, because the guy was the director and he was transgender. Not the kids. The kids love love the the the, the person, you know. Because they don't care. Well, they don't care. What I mean, kids and and teenagers. Uh, when I when I say kids, I say teen. Uh, uh, I meant teenagers. Because people, humans are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. So. The parents, obviously, yeah, it would be a generational, like, that's definitely part of the problem, but 
they have been exposed to so much of, oh, well, this is good and this is bad and this is weird and you just shouldn't even do this. Mm-hmm. Whereas think about now like how much exposure we have to being more open-minded and learning about, you know, like how this makes someone feel like mm-hmm. and kind of breaking those stigmas like it's yeah. just and there's always totally going to be sh- there's always going to be shitty kids yeah <laughs> like there's oh, just yeah. there's always going to be those people that are resistant <laughs> like sorry it's it's always going to be there and be and be happening but, but i think the, the, the people not, yeah there's shitty yeah. most people anymore right I, I don't know i feel like uh there is a trend of like new way of thinking there's I definitely think a trend when of i run into people who are still stuck in that loop. oh definitely i mean but i think the trend, them, right? the trend is in the I'm proper ways. direction yeah. uh, i i think we could all pretty much agree on that but like it is yeah you know like <laughs> we're kind of talking about yeah i mean we've got onto superficial things um let's talk about maybe like the more serious things like something i've heard come up from women specifically during all this me too stuff is like it's uh it's putting all of these things sexual harassment from you know a cat call on the street and uh sec- like it lumped in with sexual assault and that's like pretty serious sexual harassment stuff all the way up to like rape and everybody's saying me too on this that i've experienced me too and like it's eye-opening obviously but when we get to the the end of yeah the cat call or something does it maybe cheapen the no. more experience the more serious experiences no absolutely not okay no, yeah. no, that's like comparing problems and being like, oh, I'm like having a really shitty time or a really rough time in life. And then comparing it to somebody who's like homeless or yeah. has cancer. Okay. So that's totally like you're you're still valid for it. But hmm. obviously people, you just have to. Yeah. It's individual. Right. But yeah, still people are going to think that e- yeah. like there's still going to be people that think that it's cheapening to say to say me too or think that it's implying that, you know, something happened to you that was much worse than what actually happened or whatever but the the i don't know i'm looking at the whole me too thing mm-hmm. with a pretty positive light and seeing how many women are coming together to just support each other yeah and to just like make each other braver to come forward and say like hey this is not okay because obviously somebody was like violated in the worst way yes that's bad but if somebody comes up and says something disgusting to me didn't physically touch me or anything like that i'm still like i still have a right to be to be angry Mm -hmm. and it's yeah yeah, and it just it it's kind of and if you say oh well it's cheapening it well then you're going backwards Mm. because then those people who've gone through that are still going to feel ridiculous or like it's all in their head and then it's confusing i actually i had a i had an experience yesterday um at work and i like i won't name any names but i yeah i work in a in a um a restaurant and there was um you know we deal with all kinds of customers yeah i wanted to was, get into that actually. yeah there was somebody that um came in and was talking to one of the girls um like he was trying to get him to like get her to like come out with him and his group and it was like much older man blah blah, blah. he was saying he was saying things that didn't upset the girl that he was talking to but right. like it was really upsetting me Okay. Like it was, yeah, he was just 
like oh are you open-minded are you open-minded in a girl kissing way are you open-minded like just inappropriate and like he was being vague about it but it didn't take much to see that he was being gross and he thought he was being like funny and charming and blah 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 and you know I asked this girl about it I'm like hey if anybody like talks to you about that again like like come to me or like like just like you know you can pass off your duties like if you wanted to like go to the back and do something else for a bit and like let me deal with this customer like that's totally fine she's like oh no like I can I can handle it like I didn't think it was he didn't do anything he's just he's weird and creepy and it's like you know what if that's the way that she actually felt about it then that's you know what that's you know she's desensitized to it she's desensitized or she's to it, fearful to make a big deal out of it yeah exactly or so it's like I kind of really wanted to get into the the restaurant thing too because I mean I've I've again I've been reading a lot of stuff and a lot of people's opinions on this type of thing and I see it coming up with men and women on both sides of the, of the page of well what about situations at like restaurants and stuff where or bars that where they specifically hire very attractive women and these like as women like do you go into those situations like in a weird way like i don't know how to Sometimes approach you don't have a choice like that's exactly a, like a type of job that will work for you in your situation so yeah you're gonna so survive to some yeah. degree you yeah. do like sometimes you turn it off and it's like picking your battles okay so which which is, is still a, a problem that's a, it's yeah still a problem but that so that kind of goes back to how men can deal with it like like, like and a dealing in with like a private scenario like if we if i'm at uh, a bar or something and oh a waitress looks a uh, you know particularly attractive and a guy comments on it you know not even me or whatever like like oh man like you know look at that waitress's ass and that skirt or something and all the guys go like yeah nice um is that like that is the whole Maybe. scenario that is okay. being um, <laughs> it, that's that's what is yeah. happening here you know but like that is the point of the the tight uniforms and stuff and like and like I'm not saying that that's that that should be accepted I'm saying why is that accepted like I'm asking why is that accepted as like because it's instilled in our yeah. society it's a, like it's not just but in the restaurant business it's in like everything but is it I mean, like, in that context, if you see an attra- attractive man with your girlfriends, like we talked about before, walk by or whatever, and maybe you girls talk to each other about it. I'm not being like, it, look at that tight ass. I'm like, oh, he's cute. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I, it. Yeah, like, it's, it's I degrees of gross. I've heard women be pretty sexually explicit with and stuff like and that. And there's definitely, the, with, with, with our media, too, like, I like there's a few... Um, like, I won't lie, there's a few, like, comedy, kind of, like, fun, satirical Instagrams that I follow, and every once in a while, they post something, like, it's, like, very, like, female-centric and stuff like that, and every once in a while, I'm just like, ew, yeah. did not need that, you know, like, it... Well, I'm just curious, like... If you know, do you know what I mean? Like, okay, maybe go into <laughs> further detail, because I... Further like, detail? Like... I don't want to, like, call anything out, but it's, like, there's, um... Like, funny funny tinder stories or something oh, yeah. like that or like yeah. weird like memes that are like uh 
I saw this one Game of Thrones one. This is just an example. Yeah. It's kind of along the same. But like it was a comedy, like kind of female centric Instagram thing. And the whole the whole comedy of the Instagram is that it's run by this girl that's like kind of like, I don't want to say trashy. Okay. Like it's just like a fun. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I don't know. This is the slack line. There is no line. (laughs) Okay. Um, But that's like that's the that's like kind of her shtick her like comedy. And um, there she posted this Game of Thrones instagram that was like it was a picture of daenerys looking at Jon snow like with kind of this like coy smile and it said like when winter is coming but all you can think about is eight inches of snow or something <laughs> like <laughs> something cheeky like that like See, that's, everywhere. that's hilarious well, <laughs> that's everywhere. i'm sorry so is that so is that an inappropriate joke it's because it's i think like, that's really funny if it, it makes me go like you know like i was kind of like <laughs> one of those things that we were talking about like if you I, hear yeah. something like that, you're just like, Ugh. and it depends. It, Ugh. I thought it was kind of funny. I, I mean, I like, and it just, it's, it's one of those things mm. where it's like, like, like comedy. You could get into a whole different topic with that about what's appropriate and comedy. Like people will be talking <sighs> about that forever. Yeah, but when we're talking about the context of like appropriating social trends of harassment and oh. like sexual assault, that's still and does men be, being together no. and not gauging okay whether or not it's okay to like to comment on women but gauging well as women knowing that men are talking about you guys in this way while you're walking by us or whatever i mean i'm sure you know that already or maybe not but like uh (laughs) what like (laughs) as as like we need to obviously stop it somewhere or like because like there's nothing harmful about a guy saying to another guy like look at that chick's ass like that is nice but obviously like that doesn't hurt anybody but the larger perception of pushing this objectification of people in general um but women specifically from a men's point of view yeah, you know what i'll i'll take some of the pressure okay, off because i i totally understand like the pressure coming from like decent men like feeling like okay i it's up to me. I have to save the world. <laughs> on I will save women. <laughs> I'll save yeah. with my with my radio show. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> they're like shh. <laughs> All right. I'll take, I'll, take a, I'll take a bit of pressure off there. Like I think a lot of a lot of the the progress that we can make is just in the attitude that's changing like obviously you have a responsibility as just a decent person like if somebody's being gross and you think that they're being gross maybe like just say that's just gross say you're being gross <laughs> like nothing harmful in that but you don't have like <sighs> yeah it's it's really hard to say because yeah because yeah, when the attitudes change it's I, I, I keep going back to the whole faggot thing but it's like i can't pinpoint a uh, uh, actual point in time when that just was like okay and today faggot is acceptable and under this clause now it is unacceptable I can't remember a day when that happened when it just became unacceptable but yeah. because of the social climate that happened it just changed it almost seemed to happen overnight though like at some point it was just like Wait, well there what? were a couple of films that brought some light to it and they were like pretty brutal so but as a kid like we use that term regularly to describe like 13 14 playing hockey and stuff yeah it was like ah don't be a fag and like yeah like it was tossed around like like nothing it was like any other just and then i'd say probably like in that span of like when i was 
13 to when I was like 17, which would have been, uh, wow, math is coming back, <laughs> which would have been uh, 2004 to 2000, or no, 2002 to 2006. Yeah. Um, like, it in that time frame, I, I, I can say that that's as f- from our perspective anyways from my perspective that's when and it changed yeah and it happened still changing right yeah exactly. i mean but that's when it changed uh, not okay to say fag yeah, but, in public but like with your not, friends like it was just like nope it's not only fag like yeah other uh, things no but that's, instance, a, that's a perfect example of like yeah. like attitudes changing and like actually changing something socially for the better so like it's not like obviously it's up to every one of us to like change with the times and be aware and continue the dialogue that's happening because of movements like me too and everything but you know honestly just thinking about it like you're doing you're saving the world just by thinking about it just by talking about it mm-hmm. so and not and being not like pretending it doesn't exist yeah being resistant but to more, it more, more well, the more that we know the more we can we can change mm-hmm. as, as people like um Last year, I, I was working through the the or or this this year I was working through the gay parade, and man, like I I understand all of that and like it's important the gay pride stuff, but I was so pissed off that like all these people like what's the point and everything and, and mm-hmm. I was uh, I was asking myself you know I mean I don't want to I I don't I I don't want to be a uh, uh, um uh prejudice about uh, about it but. Man, I just want to work, and these people are in my way, and everything. Okay, wait, 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 wait. And then, and then, and then, and so we don't jump on people halfway through their points. And and (laughs) this year, I was watching a documentary uh, in Putin's blacklist, uh, where they talk about the situation of uh, gay people in Russia, and how Putin are actually prohibited, like the the homosexualism. And how these people came together in the gay movements there, and how important it is for them, the 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 the, the one day to have the the gay parade and everything like how important that is to these people. Mm-hmm. I I had no idea. Now they show me in this film how these people actually, a lot of gay people come to to Canada, and they seek uh, asylum mm-hmm. from from Russia because they cannot be gay there. They're gonna be spe- like, and the government will will. Uh, reinforce the idea of people just uh, hitting gay people in, in the streets, yeah. and and now I think about the, the gay parade and the day that I was mad, and I think it's so silly of me do, uh, thinking that way because of course I'm not being affected by by uh, homopho- uh, homophobic people, so that's why I didn't quite understand. But when I see an example in a film like that, I can like still evolve, you know. So I think that a lot of what man can do is just like be open to new ideas mm-hmm. and even talk when you women. think yeah and, and even, each yeah. other man like yeah, we need and, to talk to each other i think that's communicate personally i think that it's most important that we talk to each other like i don't ever had i don't ever remember having a conversation roundtable conversation with like four of my buddies about this type of subject and it just like have you ever like done anything like this like do you like feel bad about it like safe space like i'm not gonna like fucking turn you in or yeah. whatever like well maybe I'm like well, well <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe if it was really serious <laughs> but like yeah we don't talk about it that like we talk talk about our like our sexual machismo openly but we don't talk yeah. about like 
oh i did this man i did this thing to this girl and like i really feel bad about her like i think i crossed the line like you know i you know spanked her ass or i i told her the why i I wonder why you don't want to say that stuff out loud to your friend well we know it's wrong right we i guess Right? Yeah, that's true. Well, or like a, we want we don't want to be looked at. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You know to you've say, done a bad thing. Your, your weak points like me right now talking about the the gay parade and how mad I was because these people were in my way. Like it's embarrassing like it's the thought that you em- have. It's also embarrassing for women who have mm-hmm. felt harassed or who have like been assaulted. It's it's so embarrassing to talk about that yeah. because mm-hmm. there's shame involved. So I just think okay, well, it's your turn, guys. Like, well, yeah, so it. I wanted to bring that up a little bit. I mean, we kind of touched on it, but um, like men joining the the hashtag or the, the fight, like uh, I guess a few things, po- a, a bunch of stuff popped up uh, alongside of it that was like hashtag I did it that a lot of men just like posted on their on their thing of like, yeah, I participated in this. Or even participating in the hashtag me too, because men obviously experience this type of stuff as well, not to the same extent, um, but to the same, like, well, not yeah. to the same number, but to the yeah. same violence levels of, sure, of, of course. Yeah. But, um, like, as women who've, like, women obviously started the movement, it's, it's born out of, you know, this Harvey Weinstein and stuff like that. Uh, how do you as women feel about, about it being kind of appropriated i guess in that way or like appropriated by men who have felt sexual assault or sexual harassment how do we feel about them like, like joining it yeah like joining like coming, the me too coming, like are, me because i hear a lot of they things of like let let women have something like like why do you have to always speak up like why can't you just shut up and let us talk about m- me too ourselves and i I totally respect that but even the sake of like the act of this show flies in the face of that no i i can i appreciate that they would you know if if something's happened to them i would appreciate them saying something you know it's just it's just more support in Mm. the movement and Mm -hmm. i don't really think it's about you know oh well this should just be for women like yeah a lot of like women started it but i don't like it's not going to hurt a woman if a man says me too you know like mm. it might make them feel more supported mm. it's more about the subject of sexual harassment than it is about men or women specifically yeah yeah mm. yeah and i think it's important to like i think if there's one bit of advice that i like i would give to anybody is just just be aware of mm. your of yourself and w- if something makes you uncomfortable whether it's like harassment or like if you see some like a guy posting me too and it makes you upset like I would encourage people just attempt to have a little a little empathy maybe think Mm -hmm. about like just meditate on it think about like why it makes you upset instead of just taking to the internet or like attacking somebody verbally like no this isn't about you this isn't your movement this blah 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 like obviously it's really personal and the feelings are going to be really high about it mm-hmm. but just just you know think about it for a moment before you get before you you know put somebody down for being brave and coming forward that's oh, where yeah. the support comes yeah. in that's why like, it's and there's always going to be people that forward. are yeah there's yeah. always going to be people that are you know upset or that belittle like there's people that are be- that belittle the me too movement in mm-hmm. the first place i'm sure so mm-hmm. you know they you will can't, always you can't exist fight them all. Yeah, yeah they'll always though, exist like, just 
Um, Megan, going back to the, the restaurant thing, do you think that, uh, for instance, uh, um, a thing that could have happened is yeah. that if the manager of the restaurant or if it is a guy or a girl, just like have all the waitresses together and have like, guys, if this, this, this and happen, come talk to me. I, I, I will support you guys. I will talk to the client because like custom customers are, are seeing like, sometimes like gods you know like you cannot say anything to the customer but if the manager would would have told you guys that no we will support you and he would just come to the client and said i need you to leave the restaurant because you were being nasty to them yeah it's, it's it's a situation like that is hard because um it, this this man that came in he was like he was just leaving like mm -hmm. it was just like a passing bit of sexism as he left out the door just <laughs> last little by the way table. nice yeah. tush yeah exactly <laughs> So, <laughs> so that happened. Bit. But um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I think it's it's sad because I think like just in in customer service, you're so used to being verbally abused mm -hmm. or belittled mm -hmm. so often all the time that mm -hmm. I think just naturally you let a lot of stuff slide. Yeah, and that could have been like a you know an oversight on my part where it's like okay Morgan well maybe like even though she didn't want to do anything like she didn't seem particularly bothered about it you could have um gone and said something about it I did I did remember that the man and what he looked like and everything and he said he was going to be um coming back because he had a reservation or something like that and I like I decided I'm like okay well if he comes back like I'll I'll say something and even this is where I sympathize with the problem that you were bringing up Matt of, of like what do you do because I was thinking about it and it's like well what do I do like I'll tell the manager like hey this guy was being really rude to this girl it's like okay well what do we do about it okay just make sure he's not rude to other girls or like says something nasty to this waitress but like I don't know the girls I work with like they're they're pretty good about that too like people have been kicked out before for being oh, gross really? mm. yeah. yeah so okay. so I like yeah just make sure that you're like do whatever you can to be make sure that your workplace or wherever you are is an environment where that's okay and that's mm -hmm. acceptable nobody's gonna be like it's nothing and also like kind of branching off of that if you feel like it's wrong like you really like and you know you know when you feel like something's wrong It's a, it's about like stepping up and saying something still, which is so difficult to do. It's yeah. so uncomfortable and confrontational, but at the end of the day, like that's where the change begins, right? Mm -hmm. Because we need, we need like one word that just says it all. It's hard to like pick your words when like something like that is happening. Like I know when I was like hearing this happen, like I didn't necessarily speak up right at that at that moment and I could have but I like e I remember even in those split seconds thinking like what do I say like stop sir like <laughs> that that would have sufficed <laughs> but, <laughs> like, but like <laughs> it just yeah like, we just need a universal like safe word of like nope <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. yeah we should well no nope. yeah no is no is a good one no no yeah, take out spray bottle like for a puppy that you're training no <laughs> just like even just pointed out but that's the like yeah. i think you're like you're kind <laughs> of joking context but like making up yeah. making up yeah. a, a new word for it not using no or nope using like snoogle like, I mean, you just, like yell across the ass restaurant grabber. Like, yeah <laughs> ass grabber. Ass grabber. Just, okay yeah we had we did decide on the decide on the break that Uh, alongside w the talk <laughs> derogatory terms for women like slut 
we should be using ass grabber for just a, like for dirty guys who are just, just a counter balls. just a counter yeah like if someone says slut be like ass grabber yeah and just see what happens <laughs> they erase yeah. each other out eventually i feel like that but like sl- if you're the, again if like you're the slut is its own word it just means that ass grabber is an ass grabber <laughs> like you need something that is just like a powerful arrow that we can shoot at each other as men Douchebags are pretty good, and I hate being called a douchebag. If somebody calls me a douchebag, that hits me like, or scummy. Wow, like, like I'm really doing wrong, something wrong. Yeah, if somebody says like, scummy. "Dude, you're like that's yeah, yeah scummy." That's I've never been called word. scummy. That's a scumbag. 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 scumbag yeah. is a good one. I like yeah, I use that for gross. people who are scumbags for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, scumbag. We should be calling each other scumbags more often. Yeah. But then it would just become like a funny thing. Mm, guys no. don't like. That's the thing is like guys don't really. So what made you stop? Call, like, what would you say to somebody who was saying the word faggot? Were you just like, "Ew, dude," like, or like, "Man, that's not hmm, cool." That's kind of like that. Uh, kind of goes back to trying to pinpoint like the day that it was not okay. But what do you say? Like, if if you hear somebody, what do you say? Because you, I said, say, dude, you shouldn't say that word. I've well, honestly, I've honestly told people like. I mean, this is like this is kind of laughing at it and making it a joke. But at that point, if somebody like people have said faggot before and I have actually laughed at them and been like, whoa, I didn't know it was like 2001. Like, we're still using that. Like, just like, make them uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, yeah, like at just pointing out like you're being a little Old Testament. It's right pretty. Now. I haven't heard somebody use like, that word in a derogatory also, term in a long time. Also, or way in a long time. coming back to redirecting people. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't even have to. I mean, it doesn't even have to mm. be one word. I mean, because it really, if you have that one word, that's kind of basing it off like making someone feel like shit, you know? So, so yeah. like, rather yeah. than like she said, or a guy says, like, oh, that girl, she's such a slut, and we say, don't say slut. Try we and say, put your. Maybe be like, why is she a slut? I'm like, well, she's not, I that's guess. So like, <laughs> <man>. Yeah. <laughs> the, thing, the thing of asking, it's, um, it's, it's good. Like if some someone comes to you with oh she's a she's a slut and like just asking back okay but wh- what is a slut like I've literally had what a guy call me a slut for being the opposite of a slut so like really yeah that seems to be me. the what? most often sorry, times I hear what? slut being used yeah he was mad that I didn't want to sleep with him so he just called me he yelled oh, Jesus, slut at that's me so terrible. anytime wow. I hear yeah, oh doesn't make God, any I'm sense so sorry uh, I'm just confused now actually honestly almost anytime I hear a story of a, a woman like rejecting a guy that gets like really mad about it he almost always uses a s- the term slut or and bitch. it blows my mind yeah well bitch too yeah. but oh, no, like i hear a slut a lot oh, for the girl that won't sleep with no, the guy not a dog <laughs> and I was well, like, it, just it dog. says something for the mental capacity of that person it's true where it's just like that's literally it's what true. you got in your vocabulary so, in your mental but, toolbox but the thing of asking people okay um so you said that she says that but what is a slut for you? You know, like, and and and, pe- and you make people think about what they're saying. I think that yeah, what the word that's how I've done it with kids okay, at that so younger age. What's yeah. a slut? It comes down to a that's a word that gets used when somebody feels embarrassed or like their feelings are hurt because, yeah, like uh, it does happen. Like it, girls get called slut when they're not sleeping with someone, but also maybe if a girl doesn't like a guy or okay mm-hmm. i won't like uh, it could happen like i could switch gender or genders but most of the time like i've also noticed if a if somebody is sleeping with other people and they're 
like they're not sleeping with the person who likes them, then that person is like a whatever mm-hmm. fucking slut. And you're like, yeah, no, like that's you need. They don't know. Like, I think it just gets tossed around so much. It's just a hurtful word. Yeah, basically. Mm. Yeah. And I think Fair to enough. remedy that there's a lot like there is power in just not tolerating it. Like just saying, yeah, like, dude, totally. no, like that to me would would hurt. Like, I, I know I like I like to think that I'm pretty, pretty careful and considerate of what I, you know, say around people just because I for me, if I if I realize that I've hurt somebody's feelings or I've offended them like that to me is just like oh like it ruins my fucking day yeah Yeah. and i know there's people that just let that roll off their back but even i'll meet you halfway here jay wow i was um i I was like 12 at summer camp and i was around a bunch of um like we had like our summer camp group and there was like a like a bunch of like guys or something i think i was the only girl and one of our like uh our camp council we were walking somewhere and these guys were using the word faggot or whatever and they said they said something like uh oh if you like dudes you're like there's something wrong with you or something like that and i just like without thinking i was like yeah like just because i like nobody was talking to me and then i remember our camp counselor was like no there's not like very sternly Mm -hmm. and i just remember that like i'll never forget that day like that shook me to my core and i'm just Mm -hmm. like wow i'm never gonna like just blindly agree with somebody when i don't believe that because like holy shit that like i felt so ashamed and that's like it's agreeing that makes me happy that that counselor said something because i agree like there have been times where you're talking and you could be with your friends and they shame you like it didn't doesn't happen as much anymore like my group of friends are pretty like progressive and they yeah they understand this and we've all grown together in it but like when i was younger i remember it was the same thing you're like yeah totally because you're scared of getting shamed for standing up for or somebody. you're just lonely making a connection like you know yeah yeah like you want friends or something mm-hmm. like that you're like nervous like, so yeah, yeah. there's a whole you're bunch nervous. of factors that come yeah. into play so like something as simple as just saying no or saying like nope that's not true or you see shame is a blessing sometimes yeah it is because it's a feeling that yeah. it's a feeling that you cannot deny that you're feeling that yeah. even to yeah. yourself you know like y- you said it like you, fe- you felt ashamed when when and you're never totally. gonna forget that yeah. I felt ashamed to myself and I didn't say that the, the gay parade story to no one but it, even when I'm saying it, like when I was watching the film I was like Oh, dude, I'm such an idiot. And nobody's a saint. Nobody's a saint. Like we all make mistakes. Yeah, so we should be like open to just like adjusting and writing those mistakes, and like it's okay to feel that shame and change your ways a bit. Another thing too, another emotion that's good to feel, like like kind of branching off of the shame topic, is feeling angry. Like uh, one thing actually that I learned in my training was there's two types of anger. There's like constricted anger, and there's expansive anger, and I think. When you hit that expansive anger, you're just like, you actually feel more open and you can tell the difference. So like if you feel contracted anger, your muscles literally will contract and Mm -hmm. you'll kind of like almost curl up into a ball. But if you're expansive and you're like standing up straight and you're ready to say how you're feeling or, Mm -hmm. you know, tell somebody that what they're saying is wrong, then you should go with that. And that's Mm -hmm. an important thing to notice the difference between those two. Yeah, I think those feelings are uh, ultimately they are they are a blessing. And yeah. we should use all of this in our favor. But one thing is that kids, we as kids, we, we grow up in a society that oppresses our, 
our feelings you know yeah. you cannot feel angry you cannot feel that you cannot feel totally you know, so um whenever they see someone that they can take like and do bullying that that like for me that's why bullying happens because you cannot be angry at your house you cannot do that you cannot do this so you see like a kid that you can actually have power over yeah and like everything come out to that kid that, that my friend was telling like um the that girl that was bullied and she was from like a different method of, of teaching that, yeah, yeah th that was happening like the, the kids were really mad and they like an excessive anger that they couldn't uh, do anything with that they found someone yeah but it didn't work <laughs> like luckily it didn't work because she was prepared to deal with that but I think bullying is that It's not having a way to escape the anger and just pursuing someone because of that, you know. I, I, I was taught so many, so many times in my house, like, uh, hey, don't cry. Don't yeah. cry. And, and like, yeah, that's, what? That, that's terrible. You should, you should allow a kid to, to, to cry, you know. Like, you hit, I, I remember, like, my parents are, 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 are nice people, but, like, the way they educate is just totally like, different. It's kind, of, it's kind of crazy because... They, they will hit you and say, don't cry. That's, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, They're associating it with, with fear or pain. So that, yeah. yeah, but you cannot even not. cry. Are you crazy? Like, this is going to come out in some other way. Well, that's differently. That says something about I did about so shame. much bullying in yeah. my life. And I received so much bullying. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Boris. Yeah, Boris doesn't like the bullying. No. Yeah, I'm sorry, Boris. But that's the truth. Right. It's okay, buddy. Yeah. We agree but with you. Yeah, well, I think that, like... It kind of goes back to kids, and Olivia and I talked about it quite a bit. Um, like, kids growing up today are dealing with with totally different dynamics than even we did as far as, like, sexuality and gender and stuff. And, like, you know, it can be... Like, the way I am with my guy friends is very physical, sometimes, like, homoerotic, and, like, you know, you... you, you Not like in a... No, yeah, not, yeah, okay, totally. Those things, not physically homoerotic necessarily, <laughs> but like you say Some jokingly like jokingly stuff to each other that would definitely be considered like sexual harassment by any other stretch of the imagination. Like, oh, dude, you look so fucking hot today. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. I'll smack that ass. And so like we talk to each other like that. Girls kind of do that to each other too. Oh, right, sorry. Right, so yeah. Job, so yeah. like those things, yeah. because I think p men of our generation are more open than our like dads would have been about discussing like oh, just yeah. being like our dads and uncles would have never been like oh those are nice jeans yeah and i would like to smack that ass yeah exactly like oh. we're just more open about <laughs> like our no. own we're more <laughs> i guess secure with our own sexuality maybe and like stuff like anyways it's beside like the point so <laughs> now these kids um they're kind of growing up in what are being told supposed to be looking at as like a almost genderless society right you know there's it's this fluid thing sexuality is fluid we shouldn't be um uh you know casting people out because of these things which is obviously true um and in that same light it can be confusing where the line is for like let's say a 13 year old boy who would maybe tackle and tickle his buddy on the soccer field And now would maybe tackle and tickle a girl on the soccer field because we're we're saying like well you, you shouldn't see these lines between genders and stuff 
and you should play with girls and you should play with guys and all stuff and that's all true and so it could be confusing for a young kid to understand what the line is between playing with a, a friend that's a girl possibly ending up sexualizing her by accident like because you're playing so with her as you would need a guy. To step in then. Parents need well, this to is step stuff at on school yeah. field and things though, right? Yeah, but I mean if that's the case, if it gets serious, their parents are going to hear about it. Well, maybe not necessarily if the if the girl doesn't like it goes back to what Jaywa was saying about, you know, they the transgendered teacher and how everybody was like all the parents were upset about it, but the kids weren't. Like maybe the girl is like, "Well, he's just tickling me." And but now he now both kids have you know the adult society coming down on them being like no you shouldn't tickle her that's sexual harassment and you shouldn't accept it because it's sexual harassment which you know it could be or could not be i think i think the answer lies in just again like redirecting and educating and like making them understand like why like if obviously if like let's say this in this scenario like the girl didn't really see anything wrong with it and the guy and girl are friends or whatever like just educating like hey you like just so you know you cannot like do that la 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 like just educating without Hmm. instilling too much of that like accusatory yeah like like you're suspended and you're suspended and you can't be friends anymore and you're a rapist that's a that's a big thing in the montessori method too is explaining everything Mm. and it gets tricky because you have to explain it in terms that a child would understand but it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen it from my own eyes, how much of a difference. And they actually, they, they even have, they set up a what's called a peace table. Mm. And from a really early age, they'll have the children sit across from each other and try and talk it out hmm. and That's tell each other cool. how they're feeling. And also another point on that is you just can't generalize like there's no general answer for that because again it's on an individual basis like every situation is different they could have been friends they could have been like you know he could just be a kid that kind of teases her all the time and they could see it totally different like in different lights so you have to take it each situation at a time and the answer is still the parents need to be there to explain that because mm. whether or not they're seeing it at school, they should be learning about it at home. But, and that's in the thing. Yeah, but like you can't control what kids see at home. So like, shouldn't it be more as a society? Shouldn't we be putting into our education systems more, not power in the hands of the teachers, but just like respect for the teacher student relationship as far as like you're their parent and you're going to teach them their sensibilities, but there are like moral standards of our society I mean, that we need to instill that's in this a, kid. That's an age old. That's an age old problem because there's always going to be people that like are not fit to be parents. Yeah, yeah. or that are going to be teaching their kids or diff- have different values that are not in line with today's mm-hmm. society also, and progress. Like on the, f- there could be teachers that aren't fit. To totally, be teachers. exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's tough. I mean, it comes down to like yeah, really the idea of like, well, um, your manager saying, hey, if you ever see any sexual harassment or assault or whatever, you know, uh, let me know about it and we'll, we'll tell that person to leave right away. But if that manager is also committing sexual yeah. harassment yeah. or assault on you, but well, not, like, not who do you, what do you not, do? Not only the manager, but like the soccer coach. Yeah, uh, you know, like, you whatever. Know, like, it, it, everyone should take a part on that because uh, I think it's 
maybe it's almost as bad as committing the harassment is allowing it to happen. Oh, it's yeah, it's definitely you know, within the same realm of possibility or same realm of. So I, a coach whatever. see that I don't, don't say hard. anything. Uh, he's um, what is the word? Convent. Uh, um, Complicit. Com yeah, to 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 the situation. Mm -hmm. The manager sees that, and he doesn't say a word. He's he's just doing the same thing, you know. Like he mm -hmm. actually, his action is just like saying, "Yeah, it's okay." It's hard because you can't, you really can't control your environment. I think all we can do is maximize our. I mean, this sounds really heady and culty, but maximize your positive interactions that you put out into the world. Like you're not going to change sounds everybody's great. minds, yeah. but just mm -hmm. maximize the amount of times you can be a decent person and educate somebody somebody else like maximize the amount of times that you stop something from happening like you can't you can't fix everything but just like that's if we all just try to try to do like a little something it really does it'll help to change the social climate a lot and that'll yeah like that's, that's simplifying it but i mean I, I think at this point it's it needs to be I don't. The think solutions need to be yeah. The solutions yeah. need to be simplified a little bit because it can seem like a huge, overwhelming problem, and people just give up or they get discouraged or they don't want to have these conversations because they think, well, it's hopeless. And I was yeah, I was gonna say too, like, I, um, when you're saying like, oh, well, what are we gonna do? Because sometimes the parents don't, they're not fit, or the teachers aren't fit. Well, then, exactly like, all you can do is like, exactly what you're saying is like just do the best that you can mm -hmm. and once you realize it and you start changing things like for your like yourself around mm -hmm. your surroundings a lot of the times other people like will either follow sometimes they yeah. they don't yeah. but then you don't need to associate yourself with those people and that might yeah. like be a summer camp teacher that tells somebody yeah. that like not to you know be yeah. be an asshole towards this demographic <laughs> of people make a film outlining how like putin is repressing uh homosexuality yeah homosexuality like just do do something yeah i think that might be a point where the the simplest answer is the most elegant answer and it's that yeah just be kind to everybody on your daily basis and do what you can to be better and to make everything better and if everybody did that then we'd all be good and that's probably a good spot to yeah but yeah, I, I I agree with you, but um, there's like you you said about the 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 putting film now. Mm -hmm. You cannot. The only thing that you can do is you you can do the film, but the people watching have to be open mm -hmm. to new ideas. Right. You know but what if I you mean? do, like, I think you, the idea you have to meet halfway. People have to be uh, open to change their minds, and you have to be willing to do a a, a work that could possibly change people's mind if they were open right but you can't control other people's openness so you're as a person you can't worry about whether or not your whole audience in the theater is going to absorb your message you have to be uh, absorbed in the idea like if only one person in my audience right. gets yeah. the message if you only then touch it's one these other people can but some people don't like that's what i mean is like some people see escalate some people see um futility in that they see like well it's it's like climate change it's like well what, why do i need to recycle everybody else is doing bullshit like why do i need to you know worry about sexual harassment everybody else is doing bullshit like it, you know it like i'm not saying that's the right attitude i'm just uh i don't even know where that train of thought came from actually <laughs> well just like the the few like it the can person. feel yeah. yeah it can feel 
like a futile effort. It can feel, but it's not, I guess would be the point. No, no, it's because yeah, you might be the counselor. Even if you don't realize it, you snapping at that one kid may have changed the way that they think, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, not snapping, but (laughs) redirecting, (laughs) redirecting that one kid. That's right. uh, It's working, you guys. (laughs) So I think that's a good place to end. Uh, yeah, we, I know it's a great conversation, but uh, Jay Wow, I think you got to get to your real job. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're trying to pay those bills. Yeah. And, uh, and sure. I mean, we got to go about our day here and everybody else does. And we've been rambling a lot. So, uh, important rambling. Ra- yeah. important rambling. And I think we could definitely, we could talk about it all day, but, um, hopefully other people that's listening will take their own conversations with their friends and families and uh plant the seed plant the seed mm-hmm. so yeah. we thank you uh morgan and olivia for joining us today thank you of course thanks jay thank wow you. thanks for actually showing up this week well thanks man <laughs> uh, it was tough to to be in mexico we're right. glad you got back he from even your brought deportation. treats and coffee and yeah and that's true we really yeah. appreciate that so yeah, yeah that is again we are uh signing off on the slack line and thank you for our two thousand listeners that are uh, out there yeah 2000 wow i think that's a little high okay dang <laughs> <Yeah>. well <laughs> maybe it's 26 but 26 <laughs> <laughs> divided by 10 <laughs> have a good day everybody bye So t-